1: The Oklahoma City Thunder beat the Denver Nuggets despite only having nine active players. How did this happen? What comes next for the Thunder rebuild and tank? And where does the pick stand after this impressive win? SGA drops 29 points. Pokaszewski gets a start and Isaiah Roby breaks out. All of this and more coming up on today's Lockdown Thunder podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day.
0: You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
1: every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team's every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. Follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunderpod. Email the show, loThunderPod@gmail.com. at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder taking on the Denver Nuggets and getting a huge win on the road as SGA posts 29 points. Isaiah Roby has a breakout performance in the Thunder beat a playoff team, despite only having nine active players. But what's going on now with the Thunder? tank situation, the pick situation, the record, what's happening with that as well. But this game was an impressive win for the Thunder. They don't have Josh Giddy. They don't have Lou Dort. They don't have Aaron Wiggins. They don't have Jeremiah Robinson Earl or Ty Jerome or Kenny Hustle or Derek Favors or Mike Muscala. And the Nuggets, of course, are still missing Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. And that begged the Twitter question and memes of, well, then who do the Thunder have? This is is the roster that Mark had available to him against a playoff team, against the reigning MVP, against the Denver Nuggets. SGA, Trey Mann, Bokashevsky, Darius Baisley, Isaiah Roby, Olivier Saar, Vidkrichi, Lindy Waters third, and Theo Maldon. That's it. That's the list. And yet... The Thunder will state will still able to win this game with everybody playing over 10 minutes in this contest. Saar having the lowest minute output with 13. Besides that, everybody played over 18 minutes. SGA played 36 minutes and led the way in that category. And they found the way to beat the Nuggets. They found a way to limit Denver. And Jokic still had 22 points and four assists. He had two steals, 15 rebounds on 58% from the floor, 0 for 4 from deep. But Isaiah Roby did the best he could down low, and Isaiah Roby showed a lot of potential down low. Obviously, this is not a matchup that's conducive to Isaiah Roby or anybody in the league. It's, he's the MVP for a reason, but what the Thunder did was that they, for lack of a better term or expression, they let Jokic cook and let Jokic uh, you know, get his, and they tried to limit everybody else, and Bones Highland saw a really good game, and there were some other Nuggets that did uh, nice things. But ultimately, they limited everybody else. Jokic still got his with, with his four assists and 15 rebounds and 22 points. And the Thunder were able to walk out of here victorious. It's a big road win. It's a win that is totally unexpected, especially whenever you look at that injury report. And It's the second time the Thunder have beat the Nuggets when the Nuggets, of course, are heavy favorites. And there's two ways to go about this, right? And they're both kind of extreme to one end or the other. One extreme is, oh my gosh, what does this do for the draft pick, the almighty draft picks? And the other extreme is, oh my gosh, this team is so young and fun and great and just look at how bright this future is. And the truth oftentimes lies in the middle. Now this is a very important draft for the Thunder. The Thunder have to get lottery luck. They have to nail this draft pick. They have to find a way to get another blue chip prospect in this draft. And it's a draft that projects to be pretty shallow in terms of star potential, especially if you're the Thunder who can't even include Jaden Ivey as that star potential type of player, in my opinion. I don't think that he fits well if your plan is to keep Giddy and SGA paired together long-term. I do not think you can add in there Jaden Ivey. And so that's where the Thunder are different from Granular scheme of the NBA and how the NBA as a whole would evaluate a guy like Jaden Ivey. And so this draft is incredibly important. And, and freaking out on Twitter about it is warranted because of how much pressure is put on the NBA draft, because of how much pressure is put on the draft lottery. Because to complete a reboot in the small market, you have to hit your draft picks. So it's incredibly warranted to, to freak out on that end. And I understand riding the high of the win and saying, oh my gosh, this future is so bright. They're getting it done with this cast of nine players. But at the end of the day, the two should meet in the middle. This cast of players, as much as we love the effort they put out every night, as much as SGA and Trey Mann and Poku and Basley, and all these players have a ton of upside and potential to, to develop into something as a collective unit this team still needs to be a lot better. And this roster still needs to see roster overturn. And this is still a 20 and 42 ball club. Despite some very fun and impressive wins over the Lakers and the Nuggets and a lot of the other fun wins we've seen this season. And so OKC now sits in fourth place on tankathon.com. Five and a half games back of the top three, which is now just a jumbled mess and separated in the top three by half a game. So what does this mean for the draft pick? The Thunder have a 12.5% chance to get the top overall pick. They have a 48% chance to get in the top five. They can fall to as low as pick eight. Their most likely selection will be at pick six. That's a 25.7% chance of happening that the Thunder fall to pick six. What's happening around them? Houston has lost 11 straight contests. But the Thunder, the Magic, the Pistons, and the Pacers are all 3 and 7 in the last 10 games. The Thunder again are 20 and 42. I think that it's it's an interesting topic about the tank, right? But ultimately, there's not much to discuss. The Thunder are trying to tank, they have been for two seasons. And it's not an organizational failure. It's a curse of your own What more can the Thunder do than play nine guys against the Nuggets who are shorthanded themselves but still a playoff team and still have been surviving uh, through this season? What more can they do than play SGA, Trey Mann, Baisley, Roby, Saar, Critchy, Waters, Maldon? How many of those guys are you, are you going to bet? A hundred, if you had to bet right now 100 $100, How many would you bet $100 on being in the NBA in four years, for sure? Or whatever substantial amount of money there is to you. Would you bet your house on two of those guys, three of those guys, four of those guys being in the NBA in, in five years? The Thunder roster construction, the Thunder rotational decisions have been in the category of tanking. But organizationally, They're too good at developing. They're too good at motivating. They're too good at strategizing. They're too good as an organizational culture. There's nothing more to do. This team can't get any less talented because you're down to just young players that you want to develop. Who on this team are you looking to give away? There is no veterans that are propelling this, you know, spurring on these wins or getting the surprise wins. The surprise wins are coming from the young guys that you want to keep and you see in your future. So you throw your hands up and you let the season play out. And you can't freak out over every little win or loss or determine the the future of the franchise in March. The future gets determined in July and in the offseason, and in the draft, in the draft lottery. But there's nothing more organizationally to do. There's nothing more roster construction-wise to do. It's not as though this team is going for the playoffs with this current roster. And they're not aiming to be in the middle. They're trying to tank, but, but again, tanking is only done in the front office. It's not done by the players. It's not done by the coaching staff. And you've put into place a good core of players and a good coaching staff that is able to overcome bad roster construction, purposefully bad roster construction. And as fans, as media, what are you going to do? That's as simple as this whole thing is. You let the ball lie, you see where the ping pong balls fall, and you move on. Every win can't be defined by the pick status. Because the Thunder could rip off 11 straight losses like the Rockets have done in these next couple of days, next couple of weeks, then it's seasoned on the stretch. And then the pick is just totally different than it is right now. And again, just culturally, it's hard to imagine the Thunder ever being worse than a bottom four NBA team. Because they can pull off nights like this. Because they can get their guys playing at this level on any given Wednesday. And that's the bottom line. We're gonna talk about Isaiah break breakout, SGA's fantastic stretch, and so much more all coming up on today's Lockdown Thunder Podcast on the Lockdown Podcast.org, your teams every day. But first, I want to say right now, but your friends over at betonline.net. That's right. Football's over, but basketball is in full swing. Both pro and college hoops from the latest odds, totals, player performance props, and everything else you need, including who the next fired head coach will be. Go check them out, the odds, at BetOnline.net, the number one spot for sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports betting scores, podcasts, and props this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC, and even Olympic coverage. Head over to BetOnline.net today
0: Sometimes you and I need that kind of support too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
1: We are back on the Lockdown Thunder podcast on the lockdownpodcast.org, your teams every day. Make sure you check out the Lockdown Now podcast. It's a nightly recap show of everything that happened the night before in the NBA by our local experts. Thank you for making Lockdown Thunder. Your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you. Talking Thunder Basketball. Subscribe for free across all platforms so you never miss an episode, including the platform of YouTube. Now, let's get into the main course of this game, which was SGA being incredible. SGA, since the All-Star break, which again is whenever he returned from his ankle injury, is averaging 33.5 points assists, 6 rebounds per game in these four contests. Tonight, he goes for 29 points, 5 assists, 7 rebounds, a block, 2 steals. Does have the 7 turnovers, but shoots 3 for 5 from 3. 43% from beyond the arc. Has the 7 turnovers, though, as the kind of sole creator. But 3 for 5 from 3, 43% from the floor, 36 minutes, plus a 22 in this game, 2 personal fouls, SGA living at the rim. With the lack of shooters, again, the lack of creators, a lack of offensive talent, frankly, on the roster right now uh, and in uniform right now for the Thunder. Now, credit to Isaiah Roby for, for breaking out for 26 points and credit to Vic Krishy for going three for five from beyond the arc or three for three, I should say, from beyond the arc, three for five from the floor. Uh, you know, so these guys stepped up. Baisley had double digit points, Trey Manna had 13 points, uh, but in general, Your scouting report is to key on SGA and to throw your entire defense at SGA. And he still finds ways to get to that 30 point plateau, that 30 point area. Scores 29 in this game, but still uh, is getting there and is doing it at the rim. He's not doing it by launching half court shots. He's doing it by getting into the teeth of the defense and just straight up beating you and straight up being better than you. And it's been fun to watch SGA play. And obviously, as a competitor, you know that he really wanted this win and that the Thunder were able to get it as he plays. Uh, basically the whole game, 36 minutes in this contest. But Isaiah Roby has a fantastic game in Denver, and it leads and begs the question, why was he not in the rotation more this season so far? Well, the answer is simple. and It's an answer I've been trying to give you on Locked on Thunder since draft night. It's the investment in Jeremiah Robinson Earl. On draft night, the reaction to that pick was, for me at least, this makes Isaiah Roby pretty redundant. These two guys are pretty similar skill sets. Uh, looking at Jerry in college, you'd imagine his jump shot translates more to the NBA than Isaiah Roby's jump shot does from beyond the arc. So you get a better three-point shooter and a better defender with JRE. You likely get a better playmaker and passer than, in JRE than Isaiah Roby. In fact, you do. Uh, and so you saw that transition of let's just let Jerry develop and grow with those minutes that would otherwise give to Isaiah Roby. In these games since JRE's foot injury that roby has been given more opportunity. He's showing you he's an NBA player. And that's the thing. It's, It's been an organizational decision to develop JRE more so than a punishment for Isaiah Roby. Isaiah Roby's an NBA player. And I've said this many a times. I'm not sure if that future in the NBA is with the Thunder or not, but he does have a future. And he does have a spot in this league. He scores 26 points in this game five assists, seven rebounds, two blocks, two steals, only one turnover and four fouls against the MVP. Goes four for five shooting from the three-point line. Started out four for four and shoots 69% from the, from the floor. He's a really nice rim finisher. And, and again, Roby's future in this league is, is very interesting because you know, he's, he struggles on a spot defensively, right? It's as I've often said with Roby. You know, defensively, he does all the right things. He'll be in the right position they wall off the rim properly. But this is the NBA, and he's too small to play center. And then you don't really trust him on the perimeter on an island with a playmaker and a ball handler and a wing, so you don't really know where to put him defensively. But offensively, he has a wide variety that he can get to. You're not going to find very many cheap, reliable bench scores than Isaiah Roby at that position. Because while Isaiah Roby's maybe not as good of a passer as Jeremiah Robinson Earl is in that position, you can get away with that. And and what he does do better than Jeremiah Robinson Earl is he has these hot shooting nights, which Jerry does too, but he's able to turn his jump shot into creation, right? You see him all the time, pump fake at the three point line, get his big man in the air or uh, flat footed and drive to the rim where he can finish over people, through people and around people. Those pump fakes to get to the rim are huge. Being in the dunker spot is another great tool for him. And you can even have some success in the post-up. So there's a lot of ways to find success for Roby offensively. It's defensively where you're kind of in a bind because even though he does everything fundamentally sound, he's just not physically there on that end of the floor. But the questioning of Roby and why he wasn't in the rotation until now and, and why you know, where's his spinoff spin-off season is pretty uh, simple to answer. It's been a developmental choice with Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who's out for six weeks with that foot injury. I believe we're on week four now of that foot injury, so might be returning soon. But you know that's just his reevaluation date. But that's kind of the reason why we've seen Roby go from getting a lot of minutes at the second half of the season last year to uh, spot minutes in the league this year. But Roby is going to be an NBA player. I mean, I, I remember last preseason being the only one in on Roby Island making a whole shtick out of it. Roby's going to be in the NBA. It's tough to say who is going to be four, though, given the amount of future first-round picks the Thunder have and having three more in this draft and the overturn that the roster is going to have to naturally take on this off-season. But he's going to be a commodity. He's going to be somebody that latches on somewhere if it's not in Oklahoma City. And today was a huge game for him, a career night for him. And it was nice to see him just have that trait also of staying ready. It sounds simple, right? If I was getting paid millions of dollars, I'd be ready to play too. It's it's not as simple as it sounds. To stay engaged, to stay physically ready, to stay physically sharp and not rusty. I mean, heaven's sakes, we give these superstars a week off for the All-Star break and they play an All-Star game in between and the first couple of games back when they have a bad performance we say oh it's just it's just rust it's just an all-star break rust what about these role players who in season might get 2 minutes for the course of 2 weeks and then all of a sudden get thrust into a starting level role these last couple of games that ability to, to knock off the rust quickly or to even not present any rust is a big deal and it's a good trait to have Roby has a lot of quality traits just that one little area defensively is where he'll find his biggest problems. But he's able to counteract those on the offensive end. We're going to talk more about this game coming up. But first, I want to say right now, I'm going friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right, 20 years ago. You could have been going to rockauto.com and finding all the parts your car will ever need. And my favorite part about rockauto.com is that I do not know anything about cars, but I don't have to know anything about cars. All I got to know is my make, my model, my year, and they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. That way, I'm not wasting time, effort, or money on parts I cannot use, parts you do not need. In fact, it's more comfortable shopping at rockauto.com because they don't know my level of expertise. And therefore, they're not going to try to upcharge me and or take advantage of me because I know nothing about cars. It's that simple. It's that easy. They have all the parts your car will ever need. You can tell them that Lockdown sent you and the how did you hear about us box. You type in locked on and they're going to hook you up rockout.com uh, rockado.com rockado.com amazing selection, reliably low prices will departure a car will ever need rockado.com. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. For your second listen, go check out the Lockdown NBA podcast, a daily podcast, telling you all the happenings around the association in under 30 minutes. And Thank you for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you, talking Thunder basketball. We've talked SGA, we've talked Roby, we've talked just the win in general and the draft pick, but got to give a huge shout out to the Critchy. Nine points, four rebounds, a block, three for three from three, uh, three for five from the floor, 20 points. I should say 20 minutes. It's great for him coming back from these injuries and these long layoffs. And you just can tell how badly he wants to be on the floor for a substantial amount of time. Uh, He said as much, obviously. And he's just the guy that's been very engaged in the organization since the transaction. I mean, even, even, throughout this entire season, liking every player's post on social media and, and supporting his teammates on and off the court uh, and being always kind of one of the first people off the bench to celebrate shots, even if he's not playing or even dressing in that game. And so to see him break through, overcome that ACL injury, overcome that huge you know ankle injury that he suffered uh, before Christmas this year in the G League, uh, and now really find some success offens- uh, you know, for the Thunder and the NBA offensively. Uh, and in that third quarter, it was that, that he – really led the charge for the Thunder uh, in this game. So credit to him. Pokoshevsky gets the start tonight, plays 29 minutes, and he did everything to start the game out and out of the gate. He was a, a huge driving point in the first like two minutes of this game, but nine points, 11 rebounds, three assists, two steals, two blocks, one turnover, one foul, one for one from three, and 44% from the floor. Uh, the, the the big takeaway from him in this game, is that he continued to do the little things. He continued to play within himself. He continued to uh, play the game uh, the way you want him to, right? Because it's easy for Pokoshevsky who, uh, who has this kind of obscene confidence, which is a good thing. You want to have confidence. You want to be confident in your ability It helps you be a better player. But we've seen Poku when you give him an inch, he takes a mile, so to say, right? Like you give him the start, and then now all of a sudden he's making behind-the-back passes and trying to throw between his legs and uh, off off your head and make a spinning jump shot in the corner, right? That, that's what he does with the opportunity that, that he's given. He tries to do a little bit too much. And so to, to, to see him stick with that, you know, kind of more of a grimy role of diving for loose balls, getting 11 rebounds, getting the steals on, you know, on the defensive end, playing the passing lanes, uh, seeing him stay within himself when given this opportunity and not trying to do too much with it or trying to, to press or things like that, was encouraging for another sign of growth and development. Because I think that Poku last year, in the same scenario, only nine players are available, you literally have to be played. It's not like he can he can take you out or whatever, and you're getting the start. I think Poku last year would have tried to do way too much and maybe wouldn't mess with his flow, his rhythm as a player and, and the flow and rhythm of his teammates. So that's another sign of progression from him, which has been a long list of progression uh, since his recent return from the G League in this recent stretch. Uh, Tim Mellon had a nice little 18-minute spurt, 9 rebound, uh, nine points, 4 assists, and 3 rebounds. Baisley, nice start from him, 12 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals, a so turnover 2 for 4 from 3 and 44% from the floor. Uh, Trey Mann, as the really the only other true creator on the floor, did a nice job. Uh, he also had a solid defensive game. Now, look, Trey Mann's never going to be a lockdown defender, or at least doesn't project to be. Uh, but still, nice job defensively from him. 13 points, two uh, two steals, two assists, six rebounds, and 46% from the floor. Uh, the Thunder grew a 15-point lead at one point. They once trailed by 11 points. There was 10 lead changes eight times this game was tied. The Thunder did win, though, 119-107. to 107. OKC out-rebounds Denver 50-47. to 47. They dish out two less assists than Denver, uh, and OKC never and each had 11 steals. OKC had two fewer turnovers. The Thunder lost the points in the paint battle 54 to 46. The Thunder lost the second chance points by one. But OKC dominates the fast break category by 10 points. OKC's, OKC shot the lights out of the gym. They, the Thunder shot 50% from the floor. The Thunder shot 55% from three. 55% from three making making 16 three pointers in this game and they shot 71% at the line. Denver shot 44% th- at the floor. And the big difference here, as OKC shoots 55% from three, the Thunder shoot 55 from three, Denver shot 26% from beyond the arc. The Nuggets shot 68- 88% at the line. Denver bench has their way with OKC. Obviously, they have a deeper bench right now than the Thunder do, and they score 58 points to the Thunder benches, 30. Denver has five more points off turnovers. The Thunder won the third and fourth quarter, but Denver uh, won the second quarter, and the two teams tied in the first. The bet of the day was OKC plus 15 and a half. That cash is in. The money pick was Isaiah Roby, uh, which I should say the money ball pick was SGA. It actually ended up being Isaiah Roby, who had four uh, three pointers. And the MVP of this game, I'll give it to Isaiah Roby. Obviously, SGA had a phenomenal game, but you know, he's gotten a lot of it, these MVP awards. Let's spread the wealth to uh, Isaiah Roby and see what's happening there. With, with kind of how he progresses on Friday against the Timberwolves and moving forward, no injury updates yet on any of the other guys. Uh, Josh Giddey is the one we have the most clearest report on or, or update on from Mark, and that he's going to be quote more than more than just a day to day thing end quote whatever that means for the Thunder. We'll see. We talked about that yesterday on the podcast. So uh, make sure you follow along on Twitter for live updates at Ryland underscore Styles. Make sure you subscribe to the Locked Up Thunder podcast wherever. You get podcasts from, including the new platform of YouTube. Make sure you go check out all the other Locked On podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team's every single day. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another.
0: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.